Boom. There it is. What up, ladies and gents? Hump day. What up? COVID hit, and I've spent most of my time with my family. We're going to see today how this family is taking over a whole industry. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, <laughs> it's there it fire is. time. It is that time. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests as we rise up in the podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest and schedule your time slot. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Business Bros Pod. <laughs> We're so excited and super honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business, Bro Business Bros Pod. Our guests today have been building their real estate legacy for quite some time. Their team combines for over 60 years of experience in the greater San Diego area, and they know what it takes to to create a lasting, memorable experience when buying or selling your home. Our guests combine exceptional knowledge and expertise with a magical digital marketing strategy, delighting their clients with impeccable attention to detail and follow through. Our guests love what they do. It's less of a job and more of a passion. Nothing brings them and their team greater satisfaction than witnessing the joys of, fam of a family, finding their dream home, or getting out of a difficult must-sell situation profitably. We can't wait to hear and learn from our incredible guests. Joining us today from Premier Properties, welcome to the show, Leslie and Luis Perasa. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys ready to have some fun? I love it. Let's do it. I, I right. love the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's called the fire intro, right? That's oh, that's yeah. just that's oh, James's yeah. thing. Thank you. I uh, thank you. I uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's my one skill. It's my one skill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wanted to, I want to get to know uh, a little bit about both of you. Uh, Leslie, start first with you. Uh, tell me about your experience in real estate and how'd you drag one of your own to get back into this game. <laughs> Wow, I have no idea, but talk about dreams becoming a reality. I, I've always dreamt that our boys would become part of the Peraza real estate. So let's backtrack here. Um, going on my 17th year in the industry, and basically this was just, I'm going to jump into real estate and see what happens. I, I told my husband, give me five years. And if I don't make it, I'll go get a real job. And look at me now, 17 years later and no regrets. Uh, so. Look at me now. <laughs> well, we're going, we don't need roads. That's right. So, so 17 years, you, you start off with a five-year plan. You know, there's a lot of real estate agents, and this is this is a, one of those weird statistics that I've heard, uh, and I repeat it all the time. It says that uh, in five years, 80% of the homes that are going to be sold are going to be sold by people who don't even have a license yet, right? So what does that mean? It means the dropout rate in insurance 
I mean, insurance in, in real estate, you you, you don't have to renew your license for four years, but people don't even last two. And you've been yeah. in this 17 years. What's, uh, what's some of the secrets that you have to maintain your practice and grow? Well, previously to becoming a realtor, I was actually a cashier for Ralph's and the strike um, back in, I believe it was 2003, 2004, pretty much motivate, motivated me to just get out of the industry of, of being in retail and jump into sales. And I knew that I was very good with customers. I was, I was a people person. I do have a bachelor's in social work and I just love talking and I love people. So I figured, well, you know, let, let's try this real estate industry and see what I can do. And um, again, I in 17 years, I feel like I haven't worked a day in my life because I honestly do love what I do. I love helping people that more than anything, the first time buyer um, niche where people don't ever think that they could actually own a home. But once they come, you know, and, and talk and, and we kind of put a plan in place, they they're pretty surprised on how actually how easy it is to um, to get the process started. So I totally agree. For, bought our first home when we were 20 years old. Uh, and at that point, all I, all I knew how to do, and I guess to this day too, is follow directions. Somebody said, Hey, this is what you have to do if you want to buy a house. And I said, Oh, okay. And I did that. And then the next step and the next step. And before you knew it, they gave me keys. I was 20 years old. They gave me keys to my own house. I was like, Holy moly. I can't believe how easy this is. Um, and, and, and that's so I'd true because I, we purchased our first home, um, basically in 92, where I was going to college, getting ready to get married and purchasing a home all in the same year. And my husband now, um, after 28 years, um, he saw some type of potential because I told him, I'm not going to go rent. We're going to go buy something. And we ended up purchasing um, our first condo, which we still own. And so it was scary. It was absolutely scary. And I think that experience that um, I went through I can come to a, a, a first time buyer and explain that um, it's different now. I'm going to guide you every step of the way. So it's definitely uh, rewarding um, to say the least, but um, at the end of the day, it, it is a process. And, and I think that that is the part where people just need to understand. You need to start with something and um, find the individuals that are gonna guide you um, every step of the way. Luis, all right, man. Growing up with mom, right? Yeah. Growing up with mom has been, is, it, look, talk to any kid. They go through all kinds of stages. One is you love your parents. Then all of a sudden you can't stand them and they don't know what the heck they're talking about. And then you get a little bit older and you realize, oh, they were right the whole time. <laughs> right? Now we're, now we're yeah. buddies. We're not Some just doing this. <laughs> oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. There you go. So let's talk about got first, the wrong one, right? That, that was, that would have been different. So let's, let's talk about that, that first phase, uh, growing up in the household where you love mom and dad and they can do no wrong. You grew up in a household that was real estate heavy. What was that like? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the family dynamic to this day. I mean, you mentioned the, the life cycle, right? Of loving your parents, hating your parents, realizing they're great. And, and, I don't think in this household we've ever had that that honeymoon stage per se go away. Um, we've always had a very good relationship and a very family oriented core where, I mean, I could probably count on one hand how many times my parents missed 
a soccer game or a baseball game or I miss practice and the same goes for my brother. Um, so yeah. I know. I remember jumping on a live that your mom was at and she was at a baseball game cheering <laughs> on the kids. And I was like, dude, that is exactly what my mom would be doing. So yeah. you're, but you're in the sports, like you're in a school, you're in the sports. What was it like hearing mom deal with real estate stuff? Like what perked your ear to even venture that route? Yeah. I mean, it's, so I just got back from, from Gonzaga. I was up there. I got my bachelor's in finance and entrepreneurship um, in four years. I graduated in 2019 from Gonzaga. And then I ended up staying an extra year to get my master's. Um, and then COVID came around, right? So March came around. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah, March, March came around and I was back home for spring break. And so our spring break got extended um, because schools were trying to figure out, are we going to go online? Are we going to go back in person? And so in that two week time, you've been on spring break ever since. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so in that time span, I don't know, it was just the wheels start turning, right? And you're you're itching to do something. And and I think having that innate competitiveness and and drive to want to do more and be busy. um, I was at home seeing her work, right? And it was I had been home for the first time for longer than two weeks in quite a while. Um, so, you know, you see someone work hard day in and day out, 12, 13, 14 hour days consistently. And, and I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix still, <laughs> you know, making excuses cause I'm still in school. Right. But it was kind of, it was kind of like, all right, I got to start figuring it out. Um, and so real estate, I mean, having a mentor that's been in the industry for 17 years is you, you don't find that everywhere. Um, so that was, that was definitely what inched me a little bit forward in, in knowing that, if I was going to jump in, it was going to be with someone who knew what they were doing. All right, dude, you got the cheat code. That's you cheated, right? Like you, you, you got to start in real estate with somebody yeah. with somebody's experience. That's like playing Mario Brothers with a star all the way through. Like yeah. you're just uh, going through everything. Leslie, what was it like uh, being a mom? And and when they were younger, were you ever trying to push them in the real estate direction, or were you the type of mom that kind of stepped back and were like, "Look, Mijo, you're going to do what you're going to do." Uh, but by the way, this is really cool. Well, honestly, um, I see the potential in both of my boys and I knew that they would do really, really well in real estate. But my husband would always tell me, don't you dare push that on our boys. (laughs) Let them decide for themselves if this is what they want to do. And so when Luis, being in spring break back in March, mentioned to me, I think I'm going to jump in with you, mom. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, are you sure? Because this is not an eight to five job. Um, you know, you see mom work 13, 14, 15 hour days. It's nonstop. And so he goes, yes, you know, I, I really want, um, I want to, I want to mentor, you know, I want to shadow you. I want to kind of, you know, let's, let's look at our, our business, our brand, and let's, you know, let's see what we can do. So it's really hard when you're your own boss for 17 years and then you have this young kid come in with all of these ideas and dreams and he's got the biggest vision that I thought nobody would ever see. And I honestly can say that I have cloned myself, which is a scary thing. <laughs> because I never thought I would be able to do that. And so I'm definitely a hamster on a wheel that never gets off. And when I do, it's only for a few hours. And so you know, that has definitely been a blessing. And just so you know, my younger boy that's um, at USD, he's also um, interested in, in getting into real estate. So maybe the financial side of it. 
So it's definitely a dream coming true. Um, but again, it, it's the work ethic that they have already that is going to definitely make a difference in their success in real estate. Well, Luis, let's talk a little bit about your vision of what mom is doing. Mom, and like myself, when we get in our groove, we figure out what works. And as adults, we find that groove and we tend to stick to it. We don't kind of want to bounce out and try new things. Yeah. Uh, it's not that we're not ambitious or anything, but we it takes so many. We had so many failures throughout the throughout our life that we finally figured out what works. Don't freaking change it, right? This is already working. Right. But you just came back with a degree in entrepreneur and finance. You have a completely different vision. You're young. So, you know, you ask any 25-year-old, they're going to conquer the freaking world, right? Mm -hmm. What was mm -hmm. it like coming in and working with mom and saying, mom, I see what you're doing. I know you're successful, but we can do more, right? What yeah. was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was. It, it started at, at the, the big... Um, the big buzzword right now is brand, right? Your branding and you need to make sure you have a consistent brand and this and that. And so coming from an MBA program where I had some experience in, in managing other marketing um, departments and, and being involved in Gonzaga athletics and working with their marketing department, I came home and there was a brand, but it wasn't quite to where I thought we could be and should have been. Um, so it, it started, literally we were sitting right here on the on the dining room table and we just started i started brainstorming okay what's our color scheme right what are our fonts what is what is going to be consistent across not just you or i but across our whole team um so that that basically is kind of what jump started the whole the whole conversation that's gotta be scary. He said team and you've been doing your thing for 17 years and now you have this team. I mean, don't get me wrong. You've been a leader. You, you are the matriarch of your family. So it's not like you're unfamiliar with your team members who are jumping on board here, but he started to expand your mind a little bit. He started to question what you were doing. What was that like, Leslie? Um, it was actually pretty motivating. Um, I've always had a big vision, but obviously not having the exposure that he had with marketing and, you know, coming from a master's program, the, the, the modernized um, <clears throat> social media, Instagram, Facebook, I was, I've been doing that for three, four years, but I think now um, I've been able to just um, change, change the vision. And I see the potential now, and it has made a huge impact in our branding. <clears throat> so um, it, it was scary because obviously I don't want to fail. I'm, I'm a type A um, person that I always want everything so perfect. And he was like, mom, people need to see the other side of you, right? They need to see not the perfect side, um, the finished product. They really need to get to know you more. So he's really put me out there. And as you start seeing more live videos and um, just experiences behind the scenes, um, it really has made an impact. And so I think I've always been fearless, but I think now, especially with 2020, um, back in March, I went in survival mode. I, I really um, haven't stopped. And I, I, I said to myself, people need more, people need to learn more. And so I'm not being selfish anymore because a lot of times we get a little lazy and we're like, ah, you know, tomorrow. But now I know that there's a lot 
of people that need our services. And so that was really my motivation um, to come in into the industry um, with a different vision. And so Luis has really come in to, um, to give me more ideas. And as a team, we, um, we come together and we're not always going to be on the same page. Right. But I think mm -hmm. once he, he explains it and once I dissect it in my mind, I'm, I'm pretty motivated to um, go for it. <laughs> so in entrepreneurship, uh, one of the things that plagues real estate agents, insurance agents, uh, tax preparers is an exit strategy in business. Like Leslie, we're, we're not getting any younger. There's going to be come to a point where, you know, working 14 hours a day is not going to be uh, feasible. It's not going to be something we want to do going forward. Uh, so Luis, as you, as you start to come into the picture, what are some of the things that you guys are, are changing or doing to start systematizing some of your processes so that you can actually, uh, or reach that vision that you're trying to get to? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's difficult because as easy as it is, or I don't know if it's easy is the right <laughs> term, but as easy as it is to just, you know, bring 30 team members on, Right. It, the difficult side of it is, is keeping the integrity of the culture. And so the team that we have now is, is a group of five of us and going from five to 10 agents is a big deal. And that's like you said, you have to, pro you have to have processes in place. You have to have a system in place to make sure everyone's on the same page. And so that's the difficult side of, of kind of morphing this small familial private firm into a large team of 30, 40, 50 agents. And as of right now, we don't even know if we want to be that big firm because you kind of take, you kind of take our secret sauce out of, out of the mixture. Right. And now it's not the same experience. Um, so that's kind of, that's a learning process and we're going to get there some point, but right now, like you said, we're trying to perfect the systems and the processes for just the five of us to then be able to go out and be able to duplicate that two, three, four fold. So when you're duplication, that's that whole thing about replicating a process. Mom's been doing it for a while. Um, and, and when you do it, when you do it as an individual, it's kind of almost like, like when you wake up in the morning, you, you put a certain shoe on first, right? You don't quite realize it, but you do the same foot every single time first, the same one, every, every, cause it's just intuitive, right? You're doing it yourself. But how do you take that out? of somebody's mind and start putting it into a process in place. I mean, there's a lot of little, like you were talking about the secret sauce. There's a lot of little nuances, a lot of little things that mom does that gives you that special effect. That's the reason why clients refer you. It's the reason why clients want to work with you. That's that little secret sauce. How are you thinking about, you know, pulling some of those things and turning them into something that it's not just mom, but everybody in your team is operating in that same exact manner. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing, and this is something that you've emphasized to me is as realtors and as salespeople and as people who manage themselves, you don't like being told what to do. Right. <laughs> and so it, it, imagine trying to tell 30 people what to do. They're, they're not going to do it necessarily mm -hmm. all the time. Right. Um, so I think it's more so establishing like pillars, right. Or, or establishing even like, even like checklists for us, we created a couple checklists. It was a listing checklist and a buyer checklist, and then a marketing checklist. We don't care how our agent gets all of this done per se. We're gonna we're gonna gonna tell you what we do and how it works for us. 
but as long as you make sure you check all these boxes, I mean, have at it with your process, right? It's more so making sure everything's getting done. Dude, the checklist is an undervalued asset. Have you guys ever read uh, Michael Gerber's ebook? I mean, I in, in, no, no. Or, no, e-myth, sorry, e-myth. So the, the e-myth, he talks about the three different type of personality traits in a business, right? So you have the entrepreneur, that's the visionary. You have the manager, and that's the person making sure that, you know, everything is in its place and everybody's doing the same thing. And then you have the technician, the one who's actually doing the work that needs to be done. And what you were describing with the checklist is something that a manager puts into place, right? So uh, in the book, they describe how uh, it was like a, a hotel, right? So you go to a hotel and he had a great experience and then he'd go, uh, to another, to the same hotel again, and he would have a horrible experience. And what was the difference? Uh, when he finally found one that he liked, he really he he asked about it, and, he, and it was exactly what you're describing there. Every single person who came in to clean the room didn't matter how you clean the room, but here was the checklist: Did you do right. X? Did you do Y? Did you do Z? And as long as you get all those things done, the customer gets the same experience every right. single time. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I commend you guys for that. What is, what do you, where do you see it? If you don't see it with 50 people, maybe down the road, where, what does your vision look like going forward? I think, I mean, we're not going to add five people at once, right? But we're, we can add one now and one in three months and one in three months after that. And until we feel like it's, it's not manageable, well, then maybe we need to hire another assistant, right? Or maybe we need to, like you said, have a manager in place to oversee all the processes, right? And I mean, we have our transaction coordinators and we have team members uh, outside of our five agents, but it, it there's a tipping point. There's absolutely a tipping point where it's just, it's not manageable anymore. Dude, I'm excited to see what you guys are going to do here in the very near future. Because, uh, I mean... Like I said, I've been I've I've been friends with with Leslie. Well, you know, virtual friends with Leslie for for quite some time, uh, and and now to see you come back and and to get in the picture, even though he kind of left the picture, right? <laughs> so maybe I'll direct this question this question Sorry. to Leslie. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, it's just funny that I said it that way. Uh, so Leslie, when when you when you're working with your son and you see the vision that he has for the company, where are you hitting the gas and where are you pumping the brakes? I kind of have to put the brakes just a little bit because he definitely wants to add um, maybe about three to five agents to our team. And I, and I do see that happening in 2021, but before we go there, we definitely have to master our systems and our process because as a leader, um, you know, there's a lot of responsibility and I'm not afraid of work. I'm not afraid of um, overlooking agents. But it's hard to, like they say, um, you can take the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. I mean, I'm definitely a 10x um, person where, I mean, I I have goals. I mean, I'm, I'm a go-getter. And so for me, um, it's, it's just really hard to, you have to be the example, right? And you have to try to guide um, individuals to also see the same vision. And so that's the challenging part. Um, of, of trying to form a team, but all of us being on the same page. So as a leader, you know, I have to um, be ready for that. And like I said, um, my three realtors or the four realtors under me now, I mean, they have really um, come up to the plate um, just within the last couple of months. So I think bringing Luis on board as a manager and kind of overseeing us um, has really made a huge impact in, in Peraza Real Estate. So, so we're excited. I mean, like I said, we just want to, we want to be ready. Um, we want to be able to provide the coaching and, 
and all of the things that we need for them to succeed. Because if I succeed, I want my whole team to succeed. It's not about an individual um, person. It's about a team effort and all of us succeeding under Peraza Real Estate. What does it take for a real estate agent to come and want to join your team? If they, if you have somebody who's new to the business, never sold a single property, just passed the test, what, are, what qualifications or what type of people are you looking for to join your team? Do you have an answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm only 23, right? And like, what do I know? And I'm, I've only been doing this for six months, but I think a, a big mantra that I've put in front of myself is, is keep moving. Right. And the money's going to come from that. Like inevitably, if you work hard enough and you work consistently, the payoff's going to come in the end. Right. And I think already being this young and understanding, like, especially being in a commission-based industry that working hard is, is eventually going to pay off. I think that's the biggest thing. And so if we could get someone who's motivated to just put their head down, listen and absorb what we're trying to tell them and, and understand that what you've experienced in 17 years and now what I've kind of seen in the past seven months, that this is what works and they're receptive and they want to try it out. Um, I think that's, that's definitely something we're looking for. Flexibility dedication, all all good qualities. Now let's, let's do some of the fears. Let's do some of the other side. What, what is Leslie? I'll, I'll start it with you. What is your biggest fear in growing your business? Like what's the thing that, that you, what is the thing that makes you hesitate going forward? The, maybe it's something in your own mind, some hesitation on yourself or, you know, the situation in the economy, I don't know, whatever it is, what's the thing that's holding you back? Well, obviously, I don't want any of my team members to fail because that just puts um, burden on me that I failed as a leader. So I think that's probably one of my biggest fears. But I f I'm confident enough that if you're in this industry because you want to help people and you're passionate about helping people, you're going to succeed. Because if you're going to jump in the industry because you want to make a lot of money, um, that's not the reason to jump in. You really have to have compassion. You have to have patience. Um, you really have to like what you do because these are long hours. And I mean, you're going to succeed no matter what, but you have to put in the time, like Lee says. And you have to have goals. I've been writing goals since I was like 18 years old. I have a vision board. Um, I write my goals every, my business goals, my personal goals, my spiritual goals. Um, every December, I literally print it out and it's next to my mirror in my bathroom. It's next to my closet. I mean, I'm always um, wanting more. Not, not because it makes me happy, it's just the potential that is there. And why not? If you work hard um, and you want certain things, well, then you can turn around and buy it. Not that that's something, you know, that everybody, you know, wants, but um, you definitely have to have goals. And um, so that's something that I really think about trying to expand my team. Um, we don't want to just put anybody, um, bring anybody on board with Peraza Real Estate. We want to make sure that they're, they have the same um, wants and desires when you come into this um, culture of, of real estate. So I think that's something that I'm a little hesitant with expanding. But now with Lisa on board, I, he's my right hand now. So there's like reinforcement 
So I don't think I'm scared anymore. I think I'm ready. Um, we are ready as a team to move forward and expanding. So I encourage anyone that's um, watching, if, if you're interested in, in jumping on board, um, no obligation. I mean, I would love to um, have that conversation with you, but that's, I hope that answers that, that question. Totally does. Totally does. And, and here's something I want to make sure that, you know, everybody's aware of money. You always hear this when it comes to the topic of money. I think in mainly cause I'm Hispanic as well, Mexican, right? That whole taboo of, of talking about money. I'm like trying to break that. I'm like, screw that. Yes. I'm in this to make money. That's the whole point of doing it. I love helping people. And it's an, it's a, it's definitely one of those great things, but you always hear that saying money doesn't, doesn't buy you happiness, but you know what? It sure as hell buys you a lot of time to figure out what does make you happy. And in the meantime, I know Louise in the same way. I, I like buying some, some cool stuff when I want to, I like the feeling of not having to worry about, you know, where my mortgage payment's going to come from or, or can I even buy this product? I like going to Walmart and throwing things in the car and not having to worry about my card being declined. Like, those are all good, comfortable things. And those things, those abilities to be able to do those, those make me happy, right? And it allows me to do other things, uh, you know, whether it's give money to who, whatever organization or spend time with this other person, teach them that those are the freedoms that having money allows you to have. So, you know, I just want to make sure that we emphasize that, yeah, you're about helping people because the only way you're going to be successful in this business is by helping other people. But we get paid nicely to help people. And you, and you know what? And that's one thing that I did um, mention to Luis when he first got into the, in, you know, into the industry like six months ago. I said, you know, honey, don't worry about the money. Like if you um, work hard and um, learn as much as you can, the money will come. Um, because if you get caught up with that, it's really stressful, really stressful to think, oh, my God, I have to make two deals this month. Oh, I got to pay my rent. I got to do this. I got to do that. He's in a good situation where he's living at home. And I mean, I see how he manages his money. And as long as he's doing the right thing and taking care of his money, I mean, his home is always going to be his home. But um, that's the main reason why a lot of um, realtors fail, because they don't know how to manage their money. They don't know how to manage their taxes. When you receive <clears throat> a commission check for $10,000, $20,000, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah, all this money. But you have to realize you got to pay the IRS, right? You have to um, make sure everything's in order because you can get in trouble really quickly with the IRS. So that's one thing that we will um, teach our, our new realtors that would come on board just to kind of manage everything and how I've done it since day one. So, I mean, that's something that we just have to be careful in this industry. That's what I heard. 50% of uh, real estate agents or just 1099 people owe the IRS back mm -hmm. taxes because yeah. what you're describing right there is i'm gonna get a paycheck yes it's already spent in my mind before i've even obtained that particular check yeah. and that's why you know a lot of a lot of uh 1099 people they live in cash spurts when we should be thinking about cash flow right cash right. flow is what's important as long as you're filling your pipeline you're constantly prospecting you're constantly looking for that that next deal how you're going to help people ask for that referral business then there's always going to be something coming in but if you're focused just on that one closing you get you know you get your one listing and then 100 percent of your efforts goes into one listing when that thing closes you're dried up you don't know what's coming next yeah. and you put yourself in a difficult position so you know that marketing that prospecting ahead of time is totally going to help absolutely all right. all 
All right, let's uh let's let's wrap this up. I want to make sure that uh, everybody's aware how they can get a hold of you if they want to work with you. So for our listening audience, can you do me a favor and let people know how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can you can call either of us. Uh, my number is 619-920-5630. 619-920-7345. And then my Instagram is Luis Peraza Real Real <laughs> Luis Peraza Realtor. Um, I think you can find my LinkedIn and Facebook on that as well. Leslie Peraza Realtor, Instagram, and Peraza Real Estate. Boom. That's it. You can find us everywhere. Just Google us. We're all over. That's the beauty of creating a brand. And I don't think people quite realize that. That's the power of creating all that content, that content that you're creating day in and day out. That's the content that lives on the internet. So when people Google your name and I, I'm, you know, I tell people all the time, Google me, like put my name on Google and then you're going to see, boom, the first two pages I own. Why? Cause we're putting out content. That's part of creating yeah. a brand. It's part exactly. of putting out the stuff. And what you guys are doing is amazing. Uh, yeah. I love the whole family dynamic. You're always told not to work with your family, but you guys are pulling it off really <laughs> well. So congratulations thank you. to you guys. Well, well, thank you so much. And I just want to finish by saying we, we appreciate the opportunity you've given us. And um, the main thing, the success is consistency. You just have to show up every day, even when you don't want to show up. And I think that's really been um, the secret to to our success is just showing up every day, even if we're in um, in sweats or whatever, um, you know, we're showing up every day. And, you know, 2020 has been um a change obviously the new norm here with the pandemic and everything and and you know just kind of dealing with that but at the end of the day um we have to pivot right we have to adjust mm -hmm. to what's coming and i think that has been um, a blessing in disguise for us um i think we've had probably one of our best years um in 17 years is probably one of my best years ever um considering it's it's you know 2020 and covid but, um, and I, I really owe it all to um, Peraza here for kind of getting me out of my comfort. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I talk to a lot of people and I know there's people who are hurting, who have lost their jobs. I know there's a lot of stuff, but there's also a lot of people who are saying exactly what you're saying, especially as, as independent contractors. Some of the people have had the most phenomenal years. And when you're at, when I've been asking them, you know, what, what happened? How did you, how is this year more successful than the other ones? They're like, dude, I had to figure it out. And I showed up every day, like every day I showed up to do something and you figure it out. Like you, you realize what's working, what's not working, but it only happens when you go up to bat and take a swing. You can only adjust your swing. If you show up to the exactly. plate and take a swing, uh, yeah. consistency is my only superhero power as well. That's the only thing I got going for me. Consistency. But, but, but consistency is important because if you don't know what's working or not working, like you said, if you only step up to the plate one time, you don't know necessarily if it worked or not. You got to yeah. go up 10 times, see if it works. And if it doesn't, then you adjust. So that's why consistency is important. Dude, 100%. 100%. All right, guys. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Really appreciate you. you taking the time. Santa has also been on the show the whole time. He's right there in your background. <laughs> yeah, he moved. He hasn't moved. I was like, uh, it's probably because he's not supposed to be here yet. And we caught him. So he's like posted yeah. up right there. He had a little secret. Aww. Kind of observing our, our interview here. Like, so, who are you talking like, to? You're talking to the screen. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, uh, some of San Diego's finest uh, real estate agents on the show today. Make sure you guys check them out. 
Leslie Peraza Realtor and Luis Peraza Realtor on uh, on Instagram as well as uh, what was the website again? It was PerazaRealEstate.com. So check them out. Yeah. Give them a call. They're here local in San Diego, and they've been at it for Thank quite you. some time. So if you guys are looking for a team, they're also a great team to get started on. Uh, guys, thank you very much for being on the program. Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday, one of my favorite days. It's SHIT. So, so happy. happy it's Thursday. Thursday. By the way, you know what I forgot to mention? You guys are my San Diego realtors here, and we're literally in episode 619. How do you like that? that's a good one all over all over all over all right ladies and gents that's Thanks, all we guys. got for you guys today Always Peace. A pleasure. take care see you guys Bye-bye. and we're out oh i didn't didn't hit the button you hit the button My- <laughs> thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.